When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, it's, I mean, it's just me and Jeff. Do I have to do this every time? I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is Jeff. We do this. We do podcasts. Jeff does a bunch. I do a bunch. And then you listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, stop! What? I'm You're sorry? doing the thing again. We don't have I'm guests doing... this week, so now you get to be all fucking... I don't get what is this like a long bit, a long con bit you're doing? You're being a you're being a little mocking Jay, is what oh, you're being. I don't. It's <laughs> a mocking Jay. That's from the fucking Hunger <laughs> that's, Games. That's from the Hunger Games. Man, <laughs> boy, what a what a fizzle and burn that book series was, huh? I read that entire book series in like a day and a half. Same. It's yeah. It's really good. Yeah, they they're they're very likable. The movies aren't terrible. They're yeah, just I didn't hate How them. do you do how do you do that book in movie form? It's weird. They shouldn't have split that one up into two movies. Oh, they, they should... do like making movies though. Yeah, they should have just made it three movies. Hey, Jeff's back. Hey, it's me, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wild Man Jeff. And obviously we are talking about the Hunger Games this week, because there's nothing else really interesting happening, is there? Adam, I kind of have to say that this is is the Hunger Games. Yeah, we are kind of talking about the Hunger <laughs> Games. An American dystopia? Oh, okay, yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're talking about American politics because the midterm elections are happening this week. I would be nervous if I voted. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm voting early so I don't have to punch a GOP poll watcher in the goddamn mouth. That might be why I want to wait. I mean, they're they're very they're not out here really. They might be in your area. Yeah, they might be down here where the part of L.A. I'm recording at where building owners put fucking Trump DeSantis 2024 signs in front of their establishments as if those two even fucking like each other. Do your research before you have your fascist goddamn signs printed up. So anyway, welcome to Anti-Trump International Podcast Studios. We're talking about the fucking midterms. Hell yeah. I feel like we haven't done as much political content recently, but... Much to the chagrin of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, because when I first started doing politics stuff, what did everyone say? You talk about politics so much! And it's like, the, the thing about politics right now is I don't know what anyone wants anyone to say anymore. Like, what is left to really talk about? Like, my I best political... I talk politi- about stabbing you. Well, my, that's the thing. My best political advice right now would be buy guns. Like... Yeah. One side has them all, 
and the other side's definitely going to fucking need them pretty soon. Did you buy a gun yet? No, I probably won't. I'll just, you know, I'll fight it out Mad Max style with my fists, I guess. Yeah, I think about that. Every time I drive by the gun store and I'm like, maybe I should get a gun. And then I see the people waiting in line and I'm like, I don't want to have to talk to these people. Yeah, that's the thing. If we could still order them by mail, like in the Kennedy assassination days, then maybe. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. They'd be like, oh, you're, you're going to pick up a gun? I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, why? I'd be like, in case shit goes down and I have to shoot a fascist in the face. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll and then they'll look at me like, mm, I think I'm going to have to shoot you. Yeah, yeah, this is just for fascists to shoot non-fascists with. Yeah. So, yeah, the midterms are happening. Time to study for midterms, everybody. Yeah, bone up on your on your <laughs> That's local That's different. <laughs> on your local issues. So, we're talking about some of the craziest people running for office this week. These these are uh these <laughs> These are uncensored, uncut, wild politicians gone crazy. A bunch of pieces of shit is what these people are. We're, yeah. What? I, I was agreeing with you. Oh, don't. Which is rare. Yeah. So I yeah, understand why that that really yeah, threw you off the rails there. Threw me off there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the midterms. We're gonna briefly. This is gonna be a very meta moment. We're gonna talk about the people we're not talking about. First. Whoa. Whoa! We're living in the upside down, Jeff. <laughs> oh, look at me. These things are strange. <laughs> I don't watch that show. It seems like the same handful of people are getting all the attention when it comes to the problematic candidates running for office right now. And a lot of those people are coming out of the Senate or running for governor. And so we'll just run through a couple of them really quick. Like Carrie Lake. Governor of Arizona. I already talked about her on a solo episode about how Trump's 2024 agenda should scare you mightily. Carrie Lake, she is running for governor. There's also a guy running for secretary of state in Arizona. Those are the two most important positions when it comes to state elections. And they are both staunch believers in the idea that the 2020 election was stolen. Is Arizona the most violently purple state? Like the most aggressively? Are they purple? I mean, the election went to Biden. So like, Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, how could you not say that that's the case when you have these unhinged conservatives and these sort of, you know, grassrootsy, uh, liberals running yeah. after each other. I don't know. I feel like Biden won Arizona by luck. <laughs> I was shocked that he fucking won Arizona. It is it's just an aggressive state in general. It sure is. Arizona and New Mexico are even difficult to drive through. Which shouldn't be the case. It that's be. the only way they can get revenue is by giving you tickets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the person running for governor, Carrie Lake, and the person running for secretary of state, I don't remember that fuckface's name, but they are both, if Trump loses in 2024, they're just going to say he won and send the results to Congress that way. Uh, there's also, like, what is that? Is that? Is that treason? I don't know. Like, like it, what do you do? Do you, do you execute a governor for sedition in that case? Like, I don't understand... Well, right now there's that Supreme Court case that is deciding the independent legislature doctrine, which in that case, it's just going to like Arizona can just kind of decide whatever they want. Like the election laws are up to them and no one else. And I don't know. I don't I think it's going to work. Like, I think Republicans are going to steal the 2024 election no matter what. 
which I know that sounds like a Republican talking point where Republicans are always like, Democrats are going to steal the election. Republicans aren't fucking around. Like, no, they will do whatever it takes for them to be bad people, I guess. I don't know how to... And that's that's another thing that came up on a recent Unpops when we did an Unpopular Opinions episode, and I talked about how Jon Stewart was mostly bad for America. And the reason I say that is because Democrats, people on the left, whatever you want to call it, are still in this headspace where... All right. Well, the appropriate response to all this is uh, let's make some Internet comedy videos derision. Yeah. And talk about how funny Republicans are. This shit isn't funny. They are fucking winning. Like, I get that they are the minority in terms of political beliefs in this country. But sometimes that minority group takes over the government. And we are so close to that. We are so, so close. We're seeing it now, too, in, in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. We see that shit happening. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, there's Doug Mastriano, who is running like for guy. governor. He is a white supremacist fuckstick of the highest order. I haven't looked into him that much, and I are, like I just know that's the one thing everyone knows about him. He's a white supremacist piece of shit. There's Which also, would be huge for Western Pennsylvania. I know. It would be, Yeah. What a change. Fucking white supremacist piece of shit coming out of yeah. that area. Yeah, white supremacy in Harrisburg? No. No way. Also, Dr. Oz. It's hard to say Pennsylvania. Yeah. What? Because he's in New Jersey. Oh, Dr. Oz? It's really wild to me how conservatives have let their party get co-opted by these absolute fools. And yet, it used to be at least that there was a respectability among these people, that there was a dignity and there's no dignity in these people anymore. And it is wild to me. If I was a conservative, I would be so fucking pissed that yeah. my entire party and belief system got hijacked by the world's stupidest people. Yeah. And it's making it easier for them to win because now all you have to do is fall in line with this one ideology, which is Trump is our supreme king and everything he says is right and as long as you buy into that you're going to have all the support in the world from the republican establishment the same republican establishment that people assured me were never going to let trump get the republican nomination and now we are knocking on the door of them letting trump end democracy as we yeah, know it it does feel like jeb bush was their last their last grasping attempt at what would be any form of like that old guard of what you would consider upright conservatives. I know that that's I know it's very easy to look at conservatives if you are on the left, which the majority of our listenership is. I understand yeah. that you'd be like any conservative is a bad conservative. That is not true. Uh, I don't believe that. I believe that there are differences. I believe, you know, abortion rights were not a conservative, you know, like like trying to get rid of Roe v. Wade. That wasn't a conservative talking point until relatively recently. Yeah. And sure, there have been shitty pieces like Ronald Reagan, obviously huge piece of shit and conservative. But like you wouldn't look at like George H.W. Bush as being a huge piece of shit. Well, one of the things I brought up in I don't remember what podcast recently, but we were talking about climate change and how George H.W. Bush ran on the idea that we're finally going to we're going to get the climate under control. It's a big, big problem and we're going to have to fix it. 
And it wasn't until this group came in to like consult the GOP on how to win elections. And they were like, you know, climate change seems like a thing that we could drive a wedge in between people with. That is when Republicans decided climate change was bad. It just yeah. took one fucking strategist to be like, hey, climate change is uh, it's, it's a myth. And everyone was like, OK. And then George Bush was like, not gone that. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but it's like one of those things where, like, obviously, we've always had unhinged politicians on either side. That's that just happens. But then you see, like, the people that they're pushing. And, like, also, I want to say, uh, I don't think Dr. Oz is stupid, but I do think the people that would vote for him are. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these candidates aren't stupid. They know no, what to I, I, say to get people to vote for him. Yeah. But they have the the bad ideas. I mean, I would say that I think Herschel Walker is. Herschel Walker, it's almost uncomfortable to talk about. Because if it it, was anyone else, I would be like, okay, that guy's clearly got some mental issues. And we don't want to make light of it. But Herschel Walker is about to be a senator from Georgia. It's like watching Muhammad Ali's last fight. A little bit. But if Muhammad Ali was winning. (laughs) Did you you see the debate with Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock? (laughs) When he took out the bat. Oh, my God. Yeah, someone like the, called him on pretending to be a cop, and he answered that allegation by flashing a fake badge. A Cracker Jack badge. And the fact that, that everyone's just like, like, the fact that Warnock didn't absolutely obliterate him is a good example of why you could be like, oh, I think the Democrats are just going to lose because there is no... There's there's this false sense of decency that the left thinks they're bringing where it's like and I think the the analogy is that they're trying to play by, you know, the the rules of chess while the Republicans are burning down the building. Yeah. One of the most disheartening moments for me in that debate was when they asked Raphael Warnock if he would support Joe Biden running again in 2024. Just say no. Have a fucking backbone and say no. Everyone knows most of the Democratic establishment does not support the idea of Joe Biden running again. Just fucking say no. It's so much worse to go, oh, well, I'll address that when the nominations happen. Motherfucker, have a spine and say no. That's why you're going to lose to a motherfucker with CTE. That dude is just a, a bundle of CTE. Yeah. And the people, they, they love it. You see all these interviews with these supporters of Herschel Walker, and they're like, oh, but he, he wants to defend life. It's like, but he's if you believe that abortion takes life, then he has taken a lot of lives. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, well, you know, people change. It's like, I don't think he does. He- yeah, I don't know how much Herschel Walker has changed. I do like that he had his mental illness cured through religion so that's good he had that religious guy beat the demons out of him and now yeah. we don't have I to think worry that just about gave him another concussion yeah now we don't have to worry about his what's he have borderline personality disorder right or, I, at the very least or dissociative personality disorder one a, of the a two. dissociative identity yeah yeah good times He's- good times either way this guy is unhinged and like obviously we're not trying to like pick on people with mental illness obviously that's not what we're saying however we are picking on this person who happens to have mental illness he should not be in this position he is a danger to the country not just to georgia but to the country and he's fucking picking on women like fuck you herschel walker we will make fun of you we will pick on you get the fuck out of politics and then 
we will treat you as the revered running back NFL legend that you are. Actually, and, no, we won't because you're also a fucking wife beater, you piece of shit. And late stage MMA competitor. Yeah. Because you remember, it's funny because, uh, I don't know, I'm sure everybody here listens to You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast about how Adam doesn't even like sports. Whoa. Um, but there was like, when we first started and we were talking about people, I was like, we should do Herschel Walker because his story is interesting and he is weird. And we obviously never got to that. And it's become a very different story where it doesn't even seem like we should give him yeah. that attention. But it was because, I mean, one of the things I said is he started fighting in MMA at like 45 and being dominant. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> what did it sacrifice? His ability to chew food? Yeah. No shit. I have a feeling he drinks all of his meals. Like they're all like blended. Yeah. I could see that. That debate with him and Warnock reminded me of the first debate with George Bush and John Kerry. Because I went into that like, man, John Kerry is going to wipe the floor with this motherfucking dunderhead. And about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, no, this is not going the way I thought it was going to go. And like the thing is, with someone like Herschel Walker or George W. Bush both, the bar is so low. Like we already consider them to be like kind of dumb. So all they have to do in a debate is not sound dumb. Like they just have to like give a good enough answer to survive. And how'd that go? I mean, I don't think Herschel Walker did poorly in that debate. Pulling out that badge was stupid. But beyond yeah. that, I don't think yeah. Herschel Walker did that bad. I watched the whole thing. I don't think he did that bad. He did not do as bad as Warnock did good. Right. Like, you know, like he he did that. I, I would think one of the things I remember uh, that I found very interesting is one of the things that really showed how out of touch a lot of Democrats were was when, you know, when they do all their publicity photos and they always have their like their outdoorsy photo, like the photo of them doing a sport or something that shows they're like and George W. Bush did one of him clearing brush at his ranch, right? That's a very like, yeah, okay, that's an all-American thing that Americans do. They clear brush, they 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 landscape. John Kerry, his like publicity photo was him windsurfing. <laughs> and it's like, how fucking out of touch are you, dude? Yeah. Yeah, all that's those windsurfer votes. Yeah, that was probably a bad a Just bad a look. Slight, a slightly bad decision. But also, speaking of stolen elections, we should probably talk about 2004 someday because oh, yeah. there is actual evidence that the 2004 election was stolen. But it's fine. That's uh, that's for another day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, as promised, we're not talking about any of those people that we just got done talking about for about nope. half an hour. Yeah, we got a good 22 minutes out of that. <laughs> Instead, we're talking mostly this week about the people running for Congress because the Senate and the people running for governor are getting all of the attention. But there's also a bunch of maniacs running for congressional seats. A little hat tip to Dana Milbank of the Washington Post. He wrote a really good, like, quick hit rundown of 
all of the maniacs running for Congress right now. If you're not politically aware, if you don't necessarily pay attention, the Senate is like sort of the elite. It's like the House of Lords, so to speak, in there. Wow. And this is more to represent the people as opposed to the states. And this is where you get people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Right. And on the other side, too, AOC. You see that there are people that are very specifically active in whatever community they have to whatever result you get from that yeah they're 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 a fucking problem yeah congress is the one that uh, attracts the weirdos it's like coachella versus burning man senate is coachella congress is burning man i don't want to go to either one (laughs) like but given the choice i'm going to coachella i guess so this dana milbank article it runs through really high level details about a whole bunch of crazies who you can take to the polls and vote for tomorrow. We're just going to focus on a handful of the craziest and dive a little deeper into their crazy on this episode. I also put fuck you in the notes and I don't know. Yeah, why. that was that, that was, was not nice. <laughs> that was for you. I know. <laughs> Let's talk about Bo Hines. All right. I would love to because boy, boy, is this guy something. Bo Hines, he played football for the North Carolina State Wolfpack and the Yale Bulldogs. So, of course, his slogan is Bo Knows. Can he get sued for that? You would think. Did Nike not trademark that? I bet it, it would have to be Nike that would sue, right? Not Bo Jackson. I bet Nike's the one that owns that trademark. Yeah. But he's been widely criticized by fellow Republicans for running for Congress in a district where he doesn't actually live. That's a thing you see a lot. This guy, he reminds me of like if Madison Cawthorn had working legs. Yeah. That's the energy you get out of this piece of shit. Yeah. As you go through the bad things about him, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Like I just mentioned, he's running for Congress in a district where he doesn't live. Also, he campaigns on an America first economy while his campaign hats are made in China. Nothing Obviously. Su- nothing surprising there. This is the one that really did it for me, though. In May 2022, Business Insider reported that most of his campaign is being financed by a trust fund. Fuck you, Bo Hines. Who would have thought that a guy that played football for Yale would have a trust fund? Yeah, this is the thing where when people get mad at the kids of rich people for having advantages, it's sometimes warranted and sometimes not. Like during the U.S. Open, there was a bunch of chitter chatter because the number one ranked American tennis player right now is Jessica Pagula, who is the daughter of the owners of the Buffalo Bills. And people were like, hmm, must be nice. You got all that money behind you. You can go play tennis. Motherfucker, she could be running for North Carolina House on a fucking QAnon platform. I always think about I'm friends with George Lucas's kid. Uh-huh. And this dude works like a motherfucker and he is not get, he's like he is forced to like work. Uh, and I find that very interesting that it's just like there's no ride when it comes to that. Yeah. Like rich kids could be doing this with their money. They could be running on fucking they, shutting down immigration for 10 years. They could be talking about 10 year old women. Oh, my God. This this quote came up because of that really infamous story about the 10 year old girl who was raped and had to cross state lines to get an abortion. And they're probably going to send her to prison eventually. But he thinks abortion is murder. When he was asked about that 10 year old girl, he said that he would be open to exceptions for, quote, a 10 year old woman, end quote. If her parents ask a council of leaders for an exception 
and if those leaders grant it. Does he think that would like a council of leaders? What what, what phrasing is that? Well, what's that, that? That to me is very weird. It, it sounds very medieval, like you're like it's fucking the Knights of the Round Table. What's scary about it? He's not the only one who's floated that. There's another guy named I think Mark Burns who I took out of the notes at the last second because his only real defining crazy characteristic is that he also believes that when it comes to abortion, there should be a panel of probably all white men who will hear your case. And if it's decided that your case does qualify as an exception, you can get that abortion. But if, say, you know, your life is going to be in danger, but the kid will be fine, uh, you can die. And yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And the thing is, that's a death panel. It's the exact thing Republicans yeah. were fucking pissing and moaning about when it came to Obamacare. And now they want, there are multiple people actually saying, no, we want a death panel. We want to yeah. decide if the life of the mother is in danger. We don't want doctors to decide. Do you, do you know about the Muppets? I've heard of them. Do you know Sam Eagle, the blue eagle guy? That's a, he's basically a fake He's like he's a mockery of of patriotism, yeah. essentially. Uh, that's this guy. He looks like <laughs> Sam Eagle, and he he behaves like him. Oh, America first! No immigration for ten years. Um, yeah, that's another thing he wants. He wants a moratorium on all immigration into the United States for the next ten years. Yeah, which he doesn't want him coming from anywhere. I bet uh, he'd be open to Scandinavian for some reason. Yeah, Canada stuff like that. I we bet got, he'd be really open to Scandinavia. If you know what In I mean. Germany. Yeah. No shit. What do we think? Was he joking with this next thing? Did you read this part? I did. I don't think so. I don't think he was. Jo- His campaign retroactively said he was joking, but I don't think he was. Here's. I think he's too young to 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 actually have known this reference. But like, I, I think he hasn't learned it yet. I'm not saying that young people don't know this. I'm saying I don't think it's come across his purview. And he spoke like he really meant it. He went to Yale, Jeff. He's yeah, heard the but, term at some but, point. But what did he study? You know? Yeah. Here's what happened. He seems to uh, misunderstand what the term banana republic means in politics. It refers to a politically unstable country with an economy that's dependent upon the export of natural resources. And most often taken advantage by colonial forces. Right. It was first coined in the early 1900s in reference to how the U.S. was exploiting Honduras, basically. And this dunderhead seemed to think the phrase in a political context refers to the clothing chain, the the clothing stores this is he sure did this is this is a quote he said this in front of a whole room of people a lot of people have likened the situation going on right now is you know they say we're in a banana republic i think that's an insult to banana republics across the country i mean at least the manager of a banana republic unlike our president knows where he is and why he's there and what he's doing yeah Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Don't ask him about the widening gap either, because that's not going to help. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Business expansion is important. <laughs> People need chinos or whatever. What a fucking dipshit. God, I hate to that. Like, I shouldn't be smarter than anyone that went to Yale. I understand that I mm-hmm. am, but I shouldn't be. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of these people on the list, they're so fucking unhinged. And then you look into it and they're like, oh, and they went to Stanford. Yeah, yeah, a Princeton grad. But you got to take into account that once a family has money, like any 
fucking idiot who has spawned from that family is probably going to go to a really good school and it's going to make it seem like they're smarter than they are. Very true. And so, yeah, people of North Carolina, you can vote for Bo Hines this week if you want, if he's in your fucking district. I mean, (sighs) these people are just, they're something. How about this next one? Yesli Vega. Ooh, more like Noli Vega. Right? Holy shit. She's running for Congress in Virginia. She is a Trump-endorsed insurrection apologist. That I almost don't even need to mention that any yeah. of these people are insurrection apologists because they all are. Every single one of them. It's important to know that she's kind of hot. She's not ugly. Yeah. And that's that you, you get a lot of Bobert heat in a situation like that where people will vote for the attractive woman that's saying what they want to hear. She celebrated Independence Day with a capital insurrectionist. She's pledged that if she's elected, she'll seek the release of and compensation for all insurrectionists. She has refused to answer whether or not she considers Joe Biden to be the legitimately elected president of the United States, which again, Just say, no, I don't think Joe Biden's the legitimately elected president. Fucking pansy. At a campaign event earlier this year, when the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade came up, she said this. Get ready for the good stuff here, I'm guessing, huh? Yeah, this is what's going to follow her all the way to the White House, probably. Uh, (laughs) She said this. The left will say, well, what about in cases of rape or incest? I'm a law enforcement officer. I became a police officer in 2011. I've worked one case where, as a result of a rape, the young woman became pregnant. And I think that, quote. that also goes to show how much rape is not investigated. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's not as they say the flex she thinks it is in any by any stretch of the imagination. But it gets worse. Someone in the audience followed that up and asked her a question, and that question was. I've actually heard that it's harder for a woman to get pregnant if she's been raped. Have you heard that? And <laughs> is that a plant? Have you heard that? (laughs) And this is how Yesli Vega responded. Well, maybe because there's so much going on in the body. I don't know. I haven't, you know, seen any studies. But if I'm processing what you're saying, it wouldn't surprise me. Because it's not something that's happening organically. You're forcing it. The individual, the male, is doing it as quickly it's not like you know and so i can see why there is truth to that it's unfortunate end quote as wild as that statement is the it's unfortunate part at the end might be the weirdest because it sounds like she's saying it's unfortunate that more rapes don't lead to pregnancy in reality i think it's just the croutons on the word salad at this point in time oh yeah no no i get i get that that's not what she meant but, but it does sound that way. Yeah. When you read it on paper, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, this is one of those situations where somebody says something that should immediately disqualify them because you'd be like, oh, what a fucking idiot. And it's sort of like the, the binders full of women thing that was said by, what was that, Romney that said that? <laughs> Mitt and everyone's Romney. like, the fuck are you talking about? As much as I hate Mitt Romney, one of my favorite tweets from back when Trump was still just like campaigning for the nomination It was like coming right down to the uh, convention time. And someone just tweeted, Mitt Romney, the streets need you. (laughs) I feel like if Mitt Romney stepped in at that point, he might have gotten the nomination. But he didn't. And now here we are. Also, fuck Mitt Romney. He wasn't going to save anybody. I was like his fucking, his his worm ass. 
taking that yeah. photo with Trump looking like a fucking Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> so, yeah, Yesley Vega, she's running for Congress in Virginia. And, yeah, Congress is just going to be really littered with QAnon types after all this. Because I feel like a lot of these people are going to win, which is the other thing. Well, if, you, if you read that Dana Milbank article, one of the things he points out is that most of these people are in very close races. It's not like it used to be where a fringe motherfucker like this would have like 15% of the vote. No. People, people well, would be like, one, that's scary someday in the future. The one problem about Congress is there's only, there's, excuse me, only, there's 435 of these motherfuckers. So the area is much smaller that they're representing. They're representing groups of people. And sometimes an area, I see you, my hometown, is an absolute conservative shithole, even in the middle of, of a blue area. Yeah, and it's not like the NBA. Like, there's only like 400-some NBA players at any given time, but you got to have talent to get there. You yeah. don't have to have talent to get to Congress. You just got to live in the right place with the right mix of people who will vote for your crazy fucking ideas. I don't believe in mixing people. Yeah. So um, how about this young Herman Cain that we have coming up here in Michigan? <laughs> Fucking John Gibbs running for Congress in Michigan made a name for himself in 2016 when he wrote an article called Five Reasons Donald Trump Should Focus on the White Vote. And one of his arguments in that article was that Democrats are, quote, eroding the white population, end quote. So it might surprise you to learn John Gibbs is black. He sure is. He was picked to head the Office of Personnel Management by Trump in 2020 which that's not nothing. I did a bunch of stuff about how Trump was handling the Office of Personnel Management. That is legitimately scary. That came up in the solo episode I did also. Go listen to it. But at that point, CNN started scouring John Gibbs' record and especially his Twitter. And they found that, among other things, he claimed Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign chairman took part in a satanic ritual. Yeah. I think called the, an election. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I think it was called spirit washing. I think that's the, the hashtag he used. And he was talking about John Podesta, who, don't get me wrong, John Podesta probably is a pedophile, but. More like pedoesta. <laughs> no, it's Podesta. P-O-D. <laughs> P- I don't get it. I don't get it. Roasted. So he also at one point said the Democratic Party had become the party of, quote, Islam and gender bending. What gender bending is something that the Muslim community is huge on. Yeah. Yeah. Those two things definitely go hand in hand, baby. As a student at Stanford in the early. See? Fuck. Stanford, this guy. He founded a think tank called the Society for the Critique of Feminism that argued that women did not, quote, possess the characteristics necessary to govern. Huh. I would also like to add that every picture of him, he's wearing a tiny little coat. Yeah, he's he really stuffs himself into them jackets. There's like a sausage skin on that man. Yeah. He needs to watch the original Kings of Comedy and take some fucking tips. Yeah, and he's a big yellow suit. <laughs> big old purple Spice Adams number. I'm out campaigning on that. I might vote for you. But yeah, looks probably. like he bought that at JW in the mall. <laughs> but also probably not because he said some very crazy things. He said men are smarter because they are more likely to, quote, think logically about broad and abstract ideas in order to deduce a suitable conclusion without relying upon emotional reasoning, end quote. And it's like you, you, 
You had me thinking about broads, dog. Yeah, dude, what's <laughs> yeah. up? Hell yeah. Woo! Around that same time, he praised a group that was trying to repeal the 19th Amendment. Uh, he also is not a fan of women in the workplace. No, I don't think he would be. Here's another quote. Because they keep shooting him down. Yes, exactly. And from this quote, I do think that might be part of the issue. In the post-feminist workplace, men must bend over backwards to make sure that they do not inadvertently offend any woman who might happen to hear a joke or comment uttered in humor and harmlessness. Numerous sexual harassment laws are introduced, which spawn a barrage of sexual harassment cases of frivolous proportions, wasting the time and energy of the courts and legal system and taxpayer dollars. End quote. And fuck you, John Gibbs. Methinks somebody has had several HR meetings in the past. Yeah, I feel like he's been talked to about his jokes and his claims since then, because this all happened in the early 2000s when he was in college. And his claim is, oh, I was just trolling. I was just like trying to troll the libs by saying all this. And it's like, that has been the classic defense against shit like this forever. And then it eventually just turns into, oh, no, but also I think that way, obviously. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I just said it out loud as a means of trolling, but also it's... But y'all seem to be into it, so yeah. <laughs> let's go for it. But also it's what's on my heart, so... Yeah. If you got hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Sandy Smith. Running, Sandy, Sandy, Sandy Smith. Running for Congress in North Carolina. Of all the people we've talked about here, the one who knows how to throw a clean punch better than anybody else. Sandy is a character. Holy Sandy, shit. San, there's a story about Sandy Smith where she essentially just sat on her daughter's chest and punched her in the face like in Double Dragon. Yeah. One of the articles we'll link to about her the title is Hurricane Sandy. Like, she is a fucking problem. Her track record, it starts back in 2012, kinda. At least that's when the first police report happened. That's when her 17-year-old daughter filed for a protective order against Sandy Smith on account of how she'd been assaulted multiple times. And it's not like, oh, mom slapped me. It's like, oh, mom slapped me and then dragged me by my hair to my bedroom. Or like Jeff said, mom sat on my fucking chest and punched me. She tried to hit a motherfucker with her car. Like, she yeah. is violent. Like, she is. That's There's no other way to put it. She's just yeah, violent. She's yeah, she's a violent problem. And in her filing, Smith's daughter said the assaults were frequent, with the most recent one happening just a couple days prior to that filing. And this is a quote. She pushed and shoved me. She slapped me, pulled my hair, pulled me to the ground and sat on me. She held me down by my hair and punched me in the face with a closed fist. God damn. Closed fist. Out. That's nuts. She's like the hitman Tommy Hearns. She also said her mom frequently referred to her as slut, bitch, cunt. And it seems like she would say all three at once the way it's worded. Okay, real quick. Fuck, Mary, kill. Slut, bitch, cunt. Go. <laughs> I can't choose. Oh, yeah, they're all so... Yeah. You marry them all, yeah. is what I'm saying, Adam. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, now 10 years later, this motherfucker is inches away from becoming a member of Congress. Adam, is her daughter the only person that has uh, been done damage by this woman? Jeff, I'm glad you asked. Her daughter, at that point, became the third person to have Ooh. filed domestic violence charges. 
she joins her father and former stepfather in filing charges. As we mentioned, in one of the incidents, she was accused of trying to run her then-husband over with her car. Ooh, <laughs> yikes. And if you read all the details of that, that happened after she tried to bash his head in with an alarm clock. She chased him around the house. Was she with, a cartoon? Yeah, I, it sounds cartoonish. More like vehicular man's laughter. <laughs> Get it? Guy who almost got hit by her car? She's I, I would like to say that it seems to me that she has uh, she's batting a thousand when it comes to abusing people that she's lived with. Yeah, she seems like someone you don't want to anger if she is in your vicinity. That's for sure. I would like to add her her promotional photos. She's wearing like a nice like plum magenta jacket. It's very vibrant. She did see the Kings of Comedy. Yeah. She is dressed like a King of Comedy, actually, in her promo shots. Original <laughs> Wide shoulders. Original queen of comedy. Yeah. Her and Monique going on tour. <laughs> so on top of all the domestic violence accusations, she is another staunch insurrectionist apologist. Also a QAnon chud who has promised to, quote, protect the children from the groomers, end quote. So <laughs> no more stand-up comedy, I guess. No uh, way. Get him. <laughs> hey. Not to get political. Yeah. She's going after Dane Cook again. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Just leave that man alone. I know. He <laughs> was just the most recent in the news yeah. situation I could think of. She also, and you won't believe this, called mask mandates child abuse. Mm-hmm. Because. Well, sure. that's right. Yeah, of course. She supports abortion bans with no exceptions. Couldn't have thought that in a different way. She wants to do the, she wants to do an abortion herself 17 years later. <laughs> yeah. If I can't She's do like, it you retroactive. To, you could have a reason to kill your kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She thinks abortion should be legal up to the age of 17. And after that, you got to take it to that panel. She also reposted a rant from this religious conservative idiot about how Mike Pence's failure to reject the results of the 2020 election was a plot by the lizard people, Jeff. Okay. So she gets some stuff right. Yeah. She got that. Like, at least she understands the threat that the lizard yeah. people post. Yeah, yeah. There, I love that there's a group of people that think they're living in V. Yeah, they're sure. Have you ever looked into David Icke? The, David Icke, no. He is. He used to be a professional soccer player. Sorry, professional footballer. He was a BBC like sports host for a long time, and then at one point just took a hard right turn into becoming the world's preeminent lizard people conspiracy theorist. It is the weirdest fucking story and that's hard because you can't even catch that guy what are you going to do if you're if you're like an orderly at a, at a mental hospital trying to chase this guy down he's got that endurance man david ike yeah oh he he was a soccer player in the 70s oh oh he's probably still got it though Nah, his career ended because of injuries no oh, you he, get him get one of those big nets get yeah. the dog catcher after him <laughs> just, i don't know how british does this just catch him yeah how do you do this british bruv Bruv, <laughs> get in the lorry, mate. Take him to I the loo. No, that's the bathroom, yeah. right? No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. I think they call it the WC over there. <laughs> the water closet. You like to use WC. All right. Let's talk about this last motherfucker, man. J.R. Mashevsky, spelled Majewski. Yeah, but he doesn't like the Jew part in there, so he pronounces it differently. Right, exactly. Before he ran for Congress, he made headlines after he used 130 gallons of paint to turn his entire front yard into a huge Trump flag. I blame 
whoever did the article about this Mm -hmm. for giving this guy the idea that he could run for Congress. Yeah, he did get a lot of notoriety out of that. And he has flipped that into running for Congress. He's another QAnon believer. He was at the fucking rally to save America or whatever the fuck they called it on January 6th. I don't think save was the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very weird way to put it. People who were there. He also, this is, this is the funniest part. He also contributed a verse to the song, Let's Go Brandon, Save America by MAGA rapper Forgiato Blow. Jeff, should we listen to a little bit of this whack bullshit? Adam, it would be my honor to listen to some of this whack bullshit. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two states. Americans screaming, let's go, Brandon. Patriots screaming, fuck Joe Biden. Ooh, so edgy. Fuck Joe Biden. Come on. This has the same audio quality as somebody doing a commercial for their local car dealership. <laughs> yeah, it does. You yeah, picture a guy with a cowboy hat and Oakley's rapping this in their commercial. He sounds like Kid Rock. He does. He's finally bringing back what Kid Rock lost. His that sweet, sweet rap rock moment. His face is a problem. I don't like yeah. the way his face looks. But that is not J.R. Mashevsky because the thing about Forgiato Blow He's got about 25 songs, and they're all called Let's Go Brandon. There's just variations on them. Machewski is on the remix version of Let's Go Brandon called Let's Go Brandon Slide. So, Charlie Brown, crisscross, let me see you overthrow that country. <laughs> Let's listen to J.R. Machewski throw down a rap verse. Let's go Brandon. They want to make us woke and force us to get the vax. Just with the Pope will get us to all relax. Not to poke fun at dementia. It's a serious disease. But come on, man. Squeeze your cheeks when you sneeze. Did Melly Mel write this? Sounds like it was written in 1978. This is our last chance. This the hill we die on. This the line in the sand. Right no one on the battlefield. United we stand. We stand. Divided we fall. We need to finish the wall. They want to raise all our taxes. We done with them all. They want to raise all our taxes. Yeah, he looks like uh, he's been kicked out of several Golden Corrals. <laughs> I would hope he has. Probably for staying too long. Yeah. And the thing is, do you know what he loves even more than shitty rap versus Jeff? What's that? He absolutely loves, love, love, loves lying about his military record. Yeah, this actually cost him a million dollars in ads from the Republicans, by the way. Yeah. Literally. The the GOP was like, nope. And they just pulled right out. He said on multiple occasions that he had served, quote, in the desert of Afghanistan after 9-11. More like in the dessert. Yeah. He's still serving in the dessert. You know what I mean? (laughs) Means He's fat, just like me. Called himself a combat veteran a bunch of times and in a campaign ad said he once went 40 days without a shower because where he was deployed had no running water. I do believe he's gone... Multiple yeah. days without showers. The because is doing a heavy lifting there because yeah. <laughs> that's not why. No. But yeah, he looks like he's gone 40 days without a shower. Because it's not like he would have been in a place with no water at all. You would die. You would die after 40 I think days he, with no water. He probably thinks that Afghanistan is just desert, right? It seems like it. 
Yeah. As it turns out, the Associated Press looked into all of his claims. One, they found he was never in Afghanistan. The closest he came to it was being stationed in Qatar, where he helped load and unload planes. Sounds more like an Afghanist scam. <laughs> Got him. God damn. Uh, what can I say? I'm a cutter. <laughs> I actually prefer pronouncing it cutter, but people get tense when you do that. Isn't that what, how it's actually pronounced, though? You can pronounce it either way. Like, oh, le okay. legitimately, it is pronounced either way. Qatar! Yeah. How's that? Better? You guys happy about it? <laughs> when people mentioned that his record did not show him serving in Afghanistan, he said he was there on, quote, classified missions. Dude, you were unloading planes. So the Air Force wouldn't be able to verify it anyway. And the thing is, experts in the field of stolen valor will tell you, as they said about this guy also... That is the number one excuse stolen valor types fall on when they are questioned about lying about their record. Oh, mm -hmm. it's classified. So, but, but he was so successful that he did several tours, right? Good question. <laughs> when he left the Air Force, his status was one that prevented him from reenlisting. And people were like, what's all, what's all that about? Like, why couldn't, why'd you have to not ever go back? And he was like, oh, you know, I got in a fight in a dorm. Turns out he got a DUI in Okinawa while he was stationed in Japan. And Classic. After he got that DUI, he was basically kicked out and, well, he wasn't kicked out immediately, but he was demoted all the way back down to the rank right above where he was when he came in. So he got this demotion, served at that lower rank his entire career. And then when he left, he wasn't allowed to come back. This is a quote from his disciplinary record. When you decided to get behind the wheel of a vehicle after indulging in intoxicating liquor, you brought discredit upon yourself, the 733rd Air Mobility Squadron, and the Air Force, bitch. End that quote. intoxicating liquor. Ooh. You should have had that non-intoxicating liquor. Drink a Zima. That's, isn't that like actually incredibly intoxicating? No, it's it's like a malt beverage. Yeah. Oh, I for for more reason I thought it that it was like a, a pretty strong malt liquor. No, Zima was weak as shit. Fuck uh, you, Zima. Fuck off, Zima. So yeah, that's J.R. Mashevsky. You can vote for this motherfucker if you like hot rap verses in your He's, inauguration speeches. Yeah, this guy he I, you hate to be the one that's like, oh, this person has dangerous beliefs. I'm going to make fun of how he looks. But this guy looks like shit. Like, yeah. He, just, he, re he really looks like he doesn't. He looks like somebody that wears jean shorts all the time and then was just told he has to wear a suit. Yeah, the three of them, when you look at the video, they look like family. They look like the Migos of hot dog eating contests or something. Also, fucking rest in peace to... Take off the guy from Migos. R. That was fucking sad. Jesus. Taking out what twenty eight? Yeah, he's twenty eight. Um. Man, yeah. Fuck this are... guy. J.R. Yeah, Mashevsky. All I mean. these people. Yeah. Not the Migos guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck this. Like, if you're in North Carolina, you better be doing your due diligence because there are several reasons you need to be active right now. That's the problem, though. Is all this guy has to do is say, "Yeah, I'm I'm a QAnon guy," and he's going to get the support of like sixty percent of the fucking Republican Party right now. It still b blows my mind that HBO did that documentary about QAnon where they were just basically like, it's fucking this guy. Like, it's clearly this guy. Yeah. And people just don't care. Like, there's so there's so much cognitive dissonance between the reality and what they believe is 
not even reality. I think they just are searching for ways to justify this behavior. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like a fucking online role-playing game. Like, it's alternate reality for a lot of people. But it's alternate reality that is going to become our reality is the whole problem. Like, I think a lot of QAnon people do think they're just kind of playing around or that this is just... You know, a a group to rally around and find some support and find your identity. But it's not. Like, it's how we are going to, I said it in my column, adamtodbrown.substack.com, about fascism in the United States. Like, in the 60s, we progressives were getting too hot. They were getting a little too close to changing things. So a bunch of people had to be murdered. And we blamed it on fucking mind-controlled zombies reading Catcher in the Rye, all these lone wolves out there, as opposed to blaming it on the government. And we won't blame the government this time either. We'll say it was QAnon and act like that has no relation to American intelligence whatsoever. Like, that's how we're going to justify killing progressives in this country, again, is QAnon. That's all it is. And a lot of people are going to be fucking shocked when their fun online group turns into that. You know what, though? They deserve it. A little bit. I don't They've know. worked hard. Yeah. They've done the work, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. I don't I don't I don't know what people think is happening in this country, but I think we're past the point of vote blue no matter who. That's that's not going to cut it. It's going to it's going to have to be something else. We need four political parties. That's what we need. If, you need a political party just based around Arnold Schwarzenegger. I find him very likable these days. Because <laughs> like Liz Cheney's talking about running in 2024 and maybe running as an independent. And you know what? Sure. But throw a fourth hat yeah. into that ring. She, too. She's also a piece of shit. So yeah, she's like in a, in a Jurassic Park movie when the T-Rex finally comes in and attacks the bigger monster that was coming in, you know, the big, and then you're just like, ah, yeah, that saved us. But that's that's still a problem that there's a T-Rex here, right? Yeah, I feel like Democrats kind of need that, too. The problem is when people leave the Democratic Party, they just go Republican like Tulsi Gabbard's Hindu nationalist. The, the Joe Lieberman switch. Yeah. And I mean, there are legitimate complaints about the Democratic Party. There sure are. But also when the alternative is voting for one of these motherfuckers, it's like it's such a shitty situation. Like it, it really is because we're expected at this point in time to be like to be happy with the the fucking shit sandwich that they gave us because at least we're being fed. Yeah. Where it's like everyone's like, well, it's, you know, when you're like, yeah, Biden fucking he does suck. And people are like, well, think about the alternative. And I'm like, you know, there's a million alternatives, right? It doesn't it it doesn't have to be that it was only Trump or Biden. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons I haven't done as much political stuff over the past couple of years. I'm kind of disillusioned by it. Not being Trump isn't enough. Yeah. It's like, just not enough anymore. Like, I can't stress enough, when we were supposed to be voting against fascism, we elected the guy who wrote the crime bill that disproportionately incarcerated black people. Like, that was our answer to, uh-oh, fascism's coming. We better elect someone good. We elected Joe fucking Biden. Yeah. And it's like, the whole government. The thing broken. is, is he hasn't, re- he's backed, he's gone back on, on some of that. Look, look, I, I understand that people with a, a fundamental misunderstanding of something and pushed something that had a negative reaction, whatever. He has not backed away from a lot of that bill. 
He's backed away from some. Yeah. But but not enough. Yeah, he's still proud of that shit. Yeah. And, I mean, he hasn't done anything. Like, he hasn't done a whole lot. I guess there's the student loan forgiveness thing, but... You mean the one where he said he was going to forgive it all, and then he was just like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Good Start luck. doomsday prepping, bro. Good luck, America. That's, Get a gun. That's all I got to say. Yeah, 2024 is going to be wild. Uh, the midterms this week are going to be wild. I'm especially interested to see what happens with the poll watchers because those motherfuckers are already following people in their cars and just engaging in voter intimidation. And it's just going to be a widespread thing. And whether anyone does anything about it is going to depend on whether your local cops support Trump. I'm going to find the poll watchers and then I'm going to stand next to them with a sign that says poll watchers with an E. (laughs) And then I'm just going to like fake stare at their dicks the whole time. Yeah. Camera phone up to their dick. They'll handle they They will love it. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. I already saw in, I want to say it was, it's, Somewhere in Pennsylvania, they had, like, sheriff's deputies sitting at early voting locations, like, asking people questions before they could vote. That is against the law. Voter intimidation. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That is a huge violation of the law. Yeah, what do you say? How about fuck you, dude? But also, who do you call? You're going to call the police and say that the police are here intimidating voters? It's like being married to a cop who beats you. would you. literally have to call the FBI. Yeah, you would absolutely have to call <laughs> your state's branch of the FBI. To deal with and that. you should. And you, you absolutely, absolutely should. should be doing that. If because that happens, if you are in a position, because clearly it's happening around there, we cannot stress enough. Find the number of your local FBI branch and explain to them that there is voter intimidation happening by local law enforcement. Yeah, local law enforcement that wants to abolish the FBI. Don't tell them I want to also, but it's for different reasons. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a fun one. Let's do something about Christmas songs next time or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Christmas songs about Christmas about the decline of the American yeah. Empire. All of our favorite Let's Go Brandon Christmas songs. Also, I cannot stress enough how many MAGA rap songs there are called Let's Go Brandon. People think they're being so fucking clever. And it's like They're fuck, not though, Adam. Fuck you, Brandon and Joe Biden. All of you. I love how I love how they do the whole like let's go Brandon and then they they think they they're, they're getting away with something. Meanwhile, we're just like, how about fuck Joe Biden? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll say it because we have a spine. Yeah, yeah. I will say fuck Joe Biden in a heartbeat. I will fuck Joe Biden in a heartbeat. What? I mean, for the clout, if nothing else, the Don't story. You know clout you'd get? Yeah, the stories you could tell. The ah, articles. Go on Oprah with a story like that. Oh man, we should fuck Joe Biden. I think so. As like a little like a well, a little, a little treat little, to him, if nothing else. A little group activity, you know? Mm-hmm. A little bonding. Just give it to the that old suited mummy. Let's bring this country together by having let's sex come together. With Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, let's all come together. Get it, America? <laughs> no, more like get it, America. <laughs> get it. All right, I think that's a good place to end, right? Good good way for us to end it. <laughs> we did it. Thank you everyone for listening. I know we have to get into plugs. Mine is still going to be adamtodbrown.substack.com. Still free for right now because I'm getting back into the groove of writing. But uh, Madonna style, baby. Yeah, fuck Madonna. But very soon there will be, be a little. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can pay me now. Like you can still Do subscribe it. for money and support me, and that would be 
very great, but you don't have to yet. Just uh, go go read for free. There's uh, the the most recent column was about the uh, Bobby Kennedy assassination souvenir program I bought at the Reagan Library. I tried to tweet about it, but weirdly putting the word assassination in your tweet prevents it from getting the traction you would think. I had Weird. that thing up for an hour and it got no likes, <laughs> no retweets. Really? And I was like, okay, this is like shadow banned or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got shadow banned by using the word. Yeah. So I just took it down. It was fine. Uh, just write something about Elon Musk and see if that helps. Yeah. Fuck that motherfucker too. But also people being like, oh, Twitter's bad now. <laughs> Twitter's always been bad. Come yeah. on. Uh, Jeff, what do you got to plug? Uh, Twitter, actually. Oh, weird. Go <laughs> on there. You know, no. <laughs> check it out. Um, No, you can yeah, check out, uh, you know, I almost said the name of a very old podcast that I haven't done in years. That's exciting. Good for you, Jeff. My brain, my brain just got knocked back to like 2019. Um, you can check out Jeff has cool friends, a show where I talk to my cool friends uh, at Patreon.com/slash Jeff May. That's one word um, for early uncensored, uh, ac- early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content. You can also check out uh, Nerd, uh, my show with Dre Alvarez that is available on there, as well as Ugg Fine. That's available on there with Kim Crawl, and you can get some of those for free other places. But you know, don't give me money. I need it. I need Jeff, it. I need that money. We need um, money. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give us the give us the money. Yeah. Um, you can also check out Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network, as well as you don't even like sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports, like, like you, the listener. Oh. Well, you're listening to yourself. No, so. no, I wasn't listening to myself. I have so, myself muted. You don't even um, like sports. And if you want to see me for free, uh, come on out to Blast from the Past. At Mint on Card is uh, Friday, November 11th. That's this week, Adam. That is this week. That's this Friday. And you can see it. Uh, it's always free. It's a good time. We, we have a blast. Uh, maybe we'll have a little pizza party. Who knows? You should. And also, then, uh, follow us on uh, follow us on social media. My Twitter following has dropped precipitously for some reason. I have to piss like a racehorse. Let's go piss. Let Let's go piss, then. Clap, 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 clap. All right, let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the absolutely unhinged Maga Chud rookie cards, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim, me ass. Oh.